start it out again? I think, honestly, I, I, I did last week. I did the Windows update the night before, and it just should have immediately double-checked instead of waiting for the podcast. I, I now know for the future, you know, I've been trying to get on a little early each time so that I could fix stuff, but now I know, oh, Windows did an update. I need to, like, spend 30 minutes with making sure everything's fine. Right, that all the settings are still what they should be. Mm-hmm. So weird, because, like, I have the updates on, you know, automatically, so I'm sure I have that update, and none of my stuff seems to be different, but... I think it has something to do with the Scarlet's, the little box that I have that I plug my microphone into. Um, mm. The Scarlet's firmware, probably. Driver. Driver is the right word I was thinking of. It's funny you said the wrong thing, but I was thinking what you were thinking yeah. also. So so the right word is matter. Dri- <laughs> Everyone knows the right word is driver. Picking up what you're putting down. I could just say wood. That's a golf. I did a golf thing. I see what you did there. That is a true dad joke there. <laughs> oh, you want to hear a dad joke? Welcome to no. 167. We were. <laughs> I got to say it live on the podcast. Uh, wait, we didn't do our little check-in. Let's try that again. If you want to hear a dad joke, you have to listen to episode 167, We Were Gamers. Hello, Michael. Hey. Hey, JJ. Hello. We're back. I don't. For the first time in memory, have what I feel like is a cough that's going to interrupt the entire podcast. So, woo! Road to wellness. Uh, I made a great dad dad joke before the podcast. This isn't so much a dad joke as I've gone full dad. Uh -uh. Right. Like, that was the... It was a golf-related joke, which I feel is a very dad-level activity. Uh, Yeah. Or, like, businessman. Right, like extremely serious <laughs> businessman or dad. Or very bad CEO. Yeah, trying to break the tension with the the employees several Some, rungs so. lower than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, dad slash getting older moment. Uh, the doctor told me that I needed some indoor shoes to get rid of... Uh, you know, a couple years ago I made fun of... Not made fun of, but I said that he was old. When uh, JJ helped me out, the Chargers tight end. Uh, Antonio Gates, who had plantar fasciitis. I have plantar fasciitis in my both my feet, you guys. Whoa. Oh, no. So, uh, I'm wearing a pair of Birkenstocks around the house. That's bad. It's Well, pre- I mean, it's fine. It's pretty know. much the oldest thing, the oldest man thing. The old man. Like, it's old man. It's old man moment. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I generally, when I stand up for long periods of time, wear shoes like at my desk and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm wearing I'm wearing sandals right now, um, which you know, I mean, sandals, whatever. But like, it's uncomfortable to stand on the floor even for you know, even just the short amount of time we record this podcast. Hmm. But like, if I'm wearing shoes, perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. I notice it uh, standing at the sink doing dishes, but the same thing. Oh, you I was just going to say, that's the other thing. Mats. I have yeah. Yeah. 
I was just about to say, I have one of those mats at work and it's great. And I want one for my house. <laughs> Costco. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they got them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, cool, man, this is just getting... Oof. We got to young it up. Let's talk about uh, 34-year-old or Tom Cruise. 34 years young, if you ask him, I'm 30, sure. 34 years younger? No, I thought it was a great tie-in. Uh, old, also, isn't old... he like 40-something? Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise is like 60, dude. Yeah, okay. He's way older. That's what I thought. I was like, uh... 57. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. We're on the page. So that means when he made Top Gun 1, he was 23? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, that age makes sense. Wow. Was that like one of his first roles? The big um, ones? I think he did Risky Business first. Was Risky Business before that? Because he's super young in Risky Business. Yeah, I think you're right. That, yeah. Okay. Well, look, Maverick's been in the Navy longer than I've been alive. Did That's- anybody watch the Top Gun 2 trailer? <laughs> I mean, of, of course yes. I watched it. Also, uh, I mean, I saw it ahead of a feature film that I watched this weekend, so. Oh. Oh, yeah? What feature film? Well, no, no, we're talking about Top Gun 2. Okay, we'll come great. back around to what I watched. <laughs> <laughs> the slow version of the Top Gun theme song might be my favorite thing of 2019 so far. It's the, like, exact thing you would do to be like, we need to nostalgia bait people. Let's make, like, a slow, sad version of a really popular song from the 80s. What can we find? Oh, Top Gun theme song. Let's go. <laughs> Except it's actually the Top Gun trailer. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, man, that it looks good, actually, to me. Hey, you know, um, watching fighter jets fly around is always cool. So it did not look super CG, which is nice. That right? That's the worry with them making a sequel in this day and age, right? Because the first one was practical effects only. Yep. Uh, I suspect there is some amount of practical effects here in that uh, they did shoot parts of it at in San Diego at, at Top Marine Gun. Corps Air Station Miramar, where they filmed the first one, or large parts of it anyway. That's that's where the Top Gun school is, just so people know. Um, so they they went back and did it again, So which means they must have had the Marines, I guess, blessing at some level uh, in order to do this. Uh, Navy. It's a Marine Corps air station, so okay. I don't know. Well, anyway, but the Navy maybe runs the, I don't know. Anyway, aircraft carriers are the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> but the Marines are on them, too. It's very confusing. I just want you to know. Anyway, uh, so, you know, that bodes well for them having been able to actually film real planes. Yeah. Yeah. Because they definitely have made movies like that in the past where the military is like, mm, no, and then they just CG it and it looks not great. So, I don't know, I, they have a lot of explaining to do with why he's still flying a plane, I think, at his age, given that, you know, people are out of that position, I would guess, by 30. I like that. Hint, they hinted that in the trailer, oh, right? Oh, they don't hint at oh, it. Totally. It's the whole no, thing. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. the whole They're, trailer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He beats it over the, the head. I'm just saying that the trailer didn't do enough to convince me. <laughs> I think it's perfect casting that uh, Ed Harris, who we, you know, just... If you need someone 
to be the old man to berate old young ish older men. You have to get Ed Harris, right? Like who can talk He's- down to Tom Cruise is what I'm saying. Commander Erwin Hummel of The Rock, that's who. That's right. Erwin <laughs> Hummel is the only one. Yeah. I, is it like, I, man. <laughs> it's also funny because Ed Harris now also showing his age. Yes. <laughs> and so it's like, it works perfectly of like, he would have been the guy to talk him down when he was 23 also. I missed that. looks good. I don't know. I guess this came out during Comic-Con, but... Uh, as yeah, apparently discussed. he was there. Yeah. Tom Cruise was in yeah, Hall he H. Yeah, surprised apparently. everyone when they dropped the, the trailer. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Um, what, do you want, what, what movie was that? I want to know what movie that was that you watched. Well, in an extremely... Oh, I can on- guess. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> in an on-brand move for myself, I went and saw the Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. I kind of figured we weren't going to talk about <laughs> <laughs> I also thought that, but you know what? Here we are. Oh, um, no. You know what? That movie was fine. All right. Yeah. It was dumb action in the way that you expect, and then in a way that was good, but also some in not a way that was good. So, I don't know. I was it worth feelings about it. Was it worth delaying Fast and Furious in space for? Probably not. Mm. <laughs> The Rock and Jason Statham's characters are both good characters. That movie, uh, or uh, Jason Statham's sister, who's played by Vanessa Kirby, whose character I honestly can't remember the name of, uh, is also pretty good in it. And Idris Elba is maybe my favorite character, which is a bad look. <laughs> uh, and all the, he, uh, Samoan the family. Is that why is that's fun. a bad look? Yeah, he's a bad guy. Oh, okay. Uh, the Rock's Samoan family is fun. But <laughs> that entire part of the movie was like, okay, they tacked on an extra scene at the end that like they could have not had. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's... Mm, I don't know. I'm conflicted. I like that series. It also didn't seem to be particularly busy in that movie theater, I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> so, right. I don't know. Anyway, right. I'll still see Fast 9, because obviously it's me. Well, I think we did it. I think we covered our multimedia requirements for the last couple weeks. It's time to talk video games. Some stuff has been happening. I've been a little busy. I've been doing a little Pokemon Go again. Okay. I went out to an event where you just, there's like, I want to say a bad word. But let's say a, a dump truck full. A lot? A lot of okay. extra spawns of a particular Pokemon and like millions of people show up to try and catch their shiny three star or four star full stat, you know, whatever. Um, In contrast to the one that I talked about before on this podcast where you go and you do the battles in the gyms for a few minutes, this one was like people invading the local uh, area called the Spectrum here for quite a long time Hmm. because you got to get your shiny four star or whatever. And uh, it's all random. So good luck, you know? Yep. Okay. Pull that slot machine lever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two things came out of this one. I don't think that this is my, my bag, my jam, like the amount of work that that was to go there and like, it's almost like the event is designed to get rid of your pokeballs. Which are, you know, 
a spin the thing every five minutes to get Pokeballs or buy them mm-hmm. because you're catching so much stuff. Uh, I ran out of stuff. It also felt like more like busy work than showing up and getting cool, four cool raid Pokemon and all that stuff. No, no offense to the community on any of that or whatever. If you're into catching the, the shinies, just, I don't think it's my bag. Uh, the other thing that came out of this is I now have a second phone with a second account on it. <laughs> oh, no. What? You just magicked a phone? Uh, well, a long, 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 long time ago, people might remember, I think we had started this podcast by then, I bent my phone in half with a hydraulic lift gate. I yep. remember this, but I don't oh, know yeah. if the podcast remembers. Oh, well, I stuck my phone in the back of a car to use it as a flashlight forgot it was there and closed it and the hydraulic lift bent it in half so this was my replacement phone that i had gotten off ebay for a couple bucks Mm. so it's still in the house as a emergency backup sort of thing because it's not worth any money uh and i thought you know i could tether that to my phone and uh since i had to entertain a four-year-old for a little bit of time she can try and catch some pokemon and when she's not, I can use it for trading, which is the only thing I could see why people have more than one account, you know? Because mm-hmm. all those mm-hmm. things you get at those events, then you could trade to your other account and they re-roll the stats. If they're bad stats, maybe they become good stats. So, I don't know where I landed at the end of this, if I'm further in the hole or not. Speaking of phones. Oh. uh, I got a new phone this past week. Well, I bought it way back on, we think we talked about it on the Prime Day discussion, but uh, it finally showed up. Pixel 2? It is a Pixel 3a. 3a. What is the A? Uh, Not 3 and not 4. So it's like a a mid-tier designation? Like a faster 3? So... I think it actually might be well. It's a down market version of the three, so it's made out of like not as expensive materials, and doesn't have all of the like fancy stuff that the three has. But then in trade, it has a bigger battery and a headphone jack. So it's a switch light, kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, the switchover process was ludicrously easy, and I really liked it. Uh, it was just wanted to say that that's awesome. Moving what from, did you switch over from? I moved it over from a Pixel 1. That kind of would, I would hope that the, you're in, you're in ecosystem and basically mm-hmm. the same phone. It should be easy. Yeah. Yeah. I basically just like kept clicking next. Uh, and it was just like, yeah, man. Okay, cool. Uh, hey, do you want to like activate this so you can use, you know, your carrier? And I was like, yes. He goes, all right, one sec. All right, it's done. <laughs> And I was like, wow, that was surprisingly easy. And like I went on, you know, Verizon's website and like, yeah, it was it noticed that I had changed phones and there you go, that was it. Wow. Just move move the SIM card over and I'm done. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, great. Um happy that that process is easier than I expected it to be. Michael, you mentioned the switch light. Yes. Um I noticed during Comic-Con, I used my Switch a little bit towards the end when I was stuck in bed. And on my okay. hands were getting kind of fatigued. So this past week, I found a case thing that I can put on the whole Switch when it's in handheld mode that gives it kind of like big old controller grips on the bottom of it. Okay. 
So I've it's seen like, pictures of this. This thing looks ridiculous. <laughs> uh, no, it's not the big old winged one. I guess I should spend two seconds on the podcast getting you a, a picture of it. But um, my hands were getting kind of like tired because the switch is very flat. And I have a concern for the switch light that this is going to be a similar problem. People are going to get hand fatigue and everyone, it makes a lot more sense to have what these types of cases for the switch light. Cause you're going to want drop protection anyway, you know, and yeah, this has like handheld has that kind of like built in, um, PD TP TPU drop protection or whatever. So you can kind of see how this, this link. Oh, is. okay. You can yeah, see it's just... like it doesn't stick out the sides or anything. It's directly. It does a little bit to kind of get in your palm, but mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't this make. This is not huge... the one that I have seen before. So, Ye- yeah, yeah. I, I've seen the one you've seen, and it's ridiculous. Yes, this um, is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I definitely feel like these are going to be. They, these guys are going to be raking in money uh, once the switch lights come out. Except that. They won't fit because the switch light is smaller? Oh, I'm sure they'll have time to readjust, you know? Anyway, uh, I busted out my switch when I had this on now, finally, because it was like, you know what? That new Dragon Quest hero hit the game in Smash? Mm Mm-hmm. That's a weird thing. (laughs) In what way? I am not that into fighting games as Smash even. Um, a lot of the newer heroes they've added in the last two iterations before this, I don't really even play those heroes that much. Also, he seems really broken. Isn't Joker like ludicrously powerful in Smash yeah, Ultimate at the moment? it seems like the new heroes are really strong. <laughs> Um, I don't know how to play him, but I was watching some other people play him. He has a lot of moves that maybe remind me of, <laughs> like, real fighting game kind of mechanics, maybe. Uh, he has, like, a, a power-up system of moves. It's kind of hard to describe, but, like, you do a move, and it's, like, Frizz, I think is the name of it, or something. And then if you power it up longer, it, it's Frizzap or Frizzap Papal Papal or whatever. And the names kind of move up from there the more power you put into them. But, uh, uh like a fighting game, he kind of has like a mana bar or a, a special bar or whatever. And the higher you power up the move, the more you kind of take away from this mana bar. Um, also he, he has like costumes, like a fighting, like MK11 has different costumes, but his, so instead of just changing the color of him, it changes you to different heroes of uh, Dragon Quest. That all dropped in the new 4.0 patch, along with an online tournament mode you can use the hero in, and I mean, every every hero you can use, and so they're going to kind of do like these, I think they're like Friday to Sunday tournaments. And you accrue points. I don't. I don't know how the tournament mode works yet. I haven't tried it, but uh, he might be really good. That that like mechanic has never existed before in Smash. I think that's part of what makes it so strong. They're slowly introducing real fighting game mechanics into Smash. <laughs> no, because they know the next character will, uh, which is Banjo, right? And uh, yes. it'll be amazing to see Banjo at Evo. Next year, because Evo is already over now this year. Uh, 
but yeah, uh, Evo was this past weekend. Uh, when you're hearing this, uh, so I'm sure the VODs are out there and man, there was some stuff that went down <laughs> by which I mean, if you like watching fighting games, this was like chef's kiss. Moi. So, <laughs> so good. Uh, basically the world championships of fighting games is sort of how Evo builds, builds itself. If you are not aware and they have the finals of, pretty much every fighting game that's important or even some that aren't. Uh, and the main, I think they have this year, they have nine main games, uh, like the most officially supported ones. And then they also have a bunch of other ones that are like, Hey people, there's enough people for a tournament here for this. Let's run a random 30 person Marvel versus Capcom tournament, whatever. Um, and man, there was some good games this past weekend. Did either of you two catch any? I only caught the DBZ final, final, final there with uh, Sonic Fox and Go, Go One, Go One, uh, Go Goichi. Yep, Goichi. That's Goichi. right. See, you can tell I don't uh, follow fighting. I probably offended at least Goichi yeah. and some other people. <laughs> you know, people use usernames that don't always correspond to what the commentators call them. I mean, Goichi makes a lot of sense if his name is Go and then the number one. So I guess I maybe should have tried that. But uh, that was pretty emotional. Sonic Fox handled the loss really well. Yeah. Uh, Goichi continues to be the the final end boss of Dragon Ball Fighters. It seems like he wins every major tournament for that game. Yeah, he's and always right. If not winning, he's in the in the final. And he and Sonic Fox have a extremely long rivalry in that game uh, of playing, you know, characters, matches back and forth that have just been really, really tense. Uh, that one in particular, I did not see, um, which is on my list to go back and watch because apparently it was very good. Uh, Sonic Fox, though, did win Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, spoilers, I guess. I don't know who I think he plays Aaron Black, who's like a cowboy shooter dude in that Mortal Kombat <laughs> universe. Uh, and I heard that that was a pretty close series. Uh, there were... Let's see. There was a couple of other games I didn't watch. I didn't watch Uniel, and I didn't watch Blaze Blue Tag. I don't know much about those, but I did watch uh, the end of Street Fighter V, uh, which was good. I don't remember the name of the person who won. Uh, but it was a pretty good final set there. Uh, and then I watched almost all of top eight of Tekken 7, which, holy cow, you guys. <laughs> uh, I have never seen so many close games in a top eight ever. It was just like every round, almost every match, there was something amazing that was happening. And it was just really, really entertaining to watch. So highly, highly recommended. Uh, the winner of Tekken 7 was uh, this guy named Arslan Ash, who defeated basically who's been the uh, the guy who has been the god of that game named Knee, like, you know, your knee on mm -hmm. your leg. Uh, this guy from Pakistan, Arslan Ash, is just like, he's okay in tournaments, except when he faces this guy and then he shreds him. <laughs> 
<laughs> which this guy shreds everyone else. <laughs> he's basically giant killer. Yeah, and he's really great at killing this guy. Uh, so it was a really, really entertaining set uh, for people if you want to check that out, the Tekken 7 Finals. Uh, and then this year, in a change from Evo's longstanding policy of having Street Fighter last, uh, Smash Ultimate was last. Hey, the hero probably also- was not played in... Smash Ultimate, I would guess. New, no, yeah. I think Joker was the most recent thing they had there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, by all uh, sounds, it was uh, a well-played tournament. They had like 2,500 entrants or whatever. Uh, I did not see the ends of that. Um, but it was apparently, by you know the internet's opinion, very good. So definitely check those out. They're on... Um, Twitch.tv slash Evo. I'm sure the VODs are up there and they'll be on YouTube shortly, I'm sure. It's weird that Twitch has, or YouTube has become the storage of Twitch. Well, Twitch doesn't used to have their own storage stuff and now they don't. So people yeah. just export it to YouTube. Strange. Yeah, Evo also does a lot of, there were a lot of cool like fighting game announcements if you're into that stuff. Uh, so basically like all the cool games that you want there to be are announcing, you know, new fighters or you know, new fighting games coming out, that kind of stuff. So sweet. Yeah. It was a good weekend for fighting games. Michael. Andy. You had a long drive. A couple of them. Yeah. A little bit of out of town work this weekend. Not work, but out of town. It was a little bit of work to get out of town. <laughs> and to drive that far, I often listen to a podcast. Do you did you listen to any podcasts this weekend? I want to ask you about a particular one. I'm hoping you listen to. Um, I did not listen to anything on the drive this weekend. Uh, but if I'm if I'm guessing correctly here, I caught up this morning with the latest episode of uh, of one that I have been enjoying season two of Wolverine: The Lost Trail. That would be the one. I like that off the top you have led off with you enjoy it. Tell me what you enjoy about it. Um, so this season this is not a trap. Partic- <laughs> this season in particular, <laughs> I like, and this was something that we touched on when we discussed the first season. I like how much Wolverine is a central part of the plot. Yeah, because uh, last last season his name was on the you know his name was on the building, but he wasn't necessarily home. It sure was that way, wasn't it? Um, I think that Richard Armitage being live is better now, for sure. Okay. Rather than the weird, like, recordings of him through robots or whatever that was last season. Yeah, or the phone messages that he was leaving. Yeah. That was a little odd. This definitely ends up being more of a radio drama now than before when it was almost like listening to uh I don't know like a weird recap you know like if last time it was almost as if somebody had read the long night and was recapping it to you even though it, there was a lot of acting and sound effects and it was very good yeah um this time around it seems much more in the vein of like 1940s radio would you say that the last one felt more like people talking about the action and this time is more the action occurring maybe like half and half last time? Yeah, there I think there has been a little more action throughout this time. 
and it helps that they don't have to they don't have to do as much exposition right they can throw you into a story because you know you know the main characters and they can sort of introduce the couple of characters that you need to know as you go along <laughs> rather than setting up, well, these are the, you know, this is Wolverine and these are the agents that are chasing after him. Do and, you know the main characters other than Wolverine? Uh, I mean, you know, you know, Pierce, although she has uh, yeah. much smaller this season compared well, to last season. And also has a new voice actress. Yes. On purpose. Mm-hmm. What? It was very confusing when they called her Agent Pierce, and I was like, "Why does she sound like she's from Texas?" I, yes, I don't. They know. did explain it though, as as part of the. Yeah, maybe something they didn't have to do. It's it was definitely one of those in universe. It made a lot of sense. So uh, JJ Agent Pierce is a uh, we'll call her an android, I guess. Mm. They there she's a sentinel, but an android version of a sentinel. Got it. Uh, this is a spoiler for season one, episode three, or whatever. <laughs> and uh, and this time around, because Wolverine has you know probably killed her three or four times since the last time we met the characters, because they went to Japan and somewhere else, and she's failed to capture him. Um, she's been rebooted and in, into new bodies or whatever, and so this time she has a southern draw. We wanted a different voice actress, and here's where we ended up. No, although no. they they got they had the original yep. actress for a moment where yep. she the the southern accent is a character she's playing because this season is set in New Orleans and she breaks character at one point. And there's like uh, f- it, she breaks character in theory because she flashes to people talking to people at Weapon X, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm. it's very it's odd, and like That's- I can't remember any of the characters names now all of a sudden like the lady that's the the killing the mutants don't know her name i oh, know yeah. i know the villain's name of this season because i know who he is but i don't remember his name name jason, jason wingard yeah who's uh, mastermind mm-hmm. uh, spoilers for reading comic books <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gambit. I guess I know who Gambit is. Who, yeah. who's been in it for like two minutes? He was in it a lot more this week. Oh, okay. I haven't. I don't know if you listened to. Yeah. Uh, overall, I think it's an improvement to the last season, but I had a little bit of a trouble personally when they introduced his sidekick, Marcus. Marcus. I felt like Marcus maybe is not from the South originally, um, because his accent has changed since the first episode. Hmm. I don't know if you go back and listen. Um, he is much more. I don't really know how to describe it. Uh, a caricature. Oops, a caricature of someone living in New Orleans than I would believe someone actually living in New Orleans. Later on, when things have gotten hectic and he can't spend too much time thinking about what he has to say because he has to get his lines out fast, it sounds much more natural. Hmm. It could be a thing where, like, the voice directors evolved their reasoning. They're like, okay, this is a lot. We don't need him to take, like, extra time every time he says a line or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, or he's just gotten more comfortable with... I think that might be it with the part also yeah it's 
maybe I was just jarred by how different it is from the last season uh, before I kind of got into it when things kick off and you like start meeting some of Wolverine's friends in New Orleans and stuff like that. Yeah, I think the only the only thing that I that I like maybe a little bit less about this season is I feel like there are times when they're maybe trying to be a little more ambitious about what they're conveying with the 360 degree sound and it just gets a little confused. Like I feel like last with the first season I had an easier time when you would just be hearing sounds coming from different directions, sort of piecing together a mental image of what was going on. You know, I might actually be missing out then because I listened to it either in stereo headphones or um, or on my phone, which is mono. So I bet mm-hmm. you I'm missing stuff. I'm not getting 360-degree sound. I will say that I generally listen to podcasts either, yeah, out of my phone speakers or through headphones and – there's no chance I would ever get that. <laughs> yeah, I listen. So I listen to mine through a, a Bluetooth adapter in the car. So I get the the directional stuff coming through. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't have even known. Weird. Cool well, that it's there. Yeah, I like that it's yeah, back. It's, it's I want. A nice touch. Yeah, I want more radio dramas. I know that there's a lot out there, uh, but highly produced. Radio dramas are few and far between. And I hope this could be a trend. I don't know if it'll pick up enough to do more than one of these for Marvel, but they certainly pick the right category, I think. Yeah. At the very least, I hope this one continues. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. I'm into it. And Armitage is pretty good as Wolverine. He He was good last time, and now that you can hear him every episode doing Wolverine, it's actually like, ah, nice. He's good. All right. Um, can you guys help me with something? We can try. Maybe. No, no. you can't. No, you have to commit. <laughs> do or do not. There is no we try. Have to, we have to take a stand. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's been a long time. A long time, and we need to. Uh, we need to get back on track. It's been kind of busy around here. There's some Comic Con, some. A lot of video game news, and it's been hard to keep up with uh, a regular feature on this podcast. I bought some RAM. Yeah. Do you guys want to do a component class? It's almost back to school time. This feels right. Yeah, it's the right month for it. All right, kids. We had the summer Strap in. Time to learn. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, uh... In classic We Were Gamer style, mm, I don't see the RAM near me. I have left it somewhere. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a topic. So, uh, Michael, speaking about RAM, uh, have you ever had to buy RAM for a motherboard or a PC you were building? Yes. Yeah, when this PC that I'm on now, I, I bought RAM for it. Okay, so, you know, what are the, like, if you had to give me some categories of things you should denote while shopping for or looking at RAM? Uh, I think the first thing that most people probably look at is the size. Right, you want to know how many gigabytes or whatever of the RAM you're getting? Yep, 
Um, you need to make sure if you're buying RAM for a motherboard that you are buying the right interface for whatever your motherboard will take. Yes, very important. Uh, if you're going to buy uh, for PCs, generally you're buying DDR and then a number. Yes. That's like DDR2, 3, 4. I'm sure someday there will be a 5, or maybe there already is. Uh, and that number is generally like a... We did it. We found it. Oh, we're back. We did it. Okay. Okay. Hello. 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 <laughs> uh, you could. You didn't even have to say anything. We were. We were going. We oh, were what'd on you topic. Do? <laughs> You'll hear it when you play this back. Oh no! What did uh, I miss? The, the DDR number sort of tells you, like, hey, this is the kind of compatibility you can get, and that number basically just signifies, hey, this supports more speeds, faster rates, bigger sizes. Those oh, sorts of things. It's a Bigger generational number, right? So, like, you know that each generation of DDR actually added. Uh, did we say what DDR stands for? Uh, double data rate. Double data rate of normal SD RAM. So, at this point, I don't know why they. It's just they call it DDR because they call it DDR. It doesn't matter. Well, that because it's DDR data. is faster than regular single data rate SD there's, RAM. There's no which itself is already better than regular DRAM, yes, which okay. is better than just regular RAM. All right, but look. <laughs> it's just an acronym that means RAM now at this point, which is maybe the best acronym in a computer. It's a pretty good one. RAM. Uh, unfor- unfortunately, DDR is like conflated with a bunch of other things like a music video game. Okay. <laughs> but uh DDR, let's say 4, it signifies also that your DDR boards have ECC technology on them, right? Mm, so like each generational number tells you what new technologies you get. Did we say that uh they're not compatible? You can't buy DDR3 for a DDR4 board, you can't buy DDR4 for a DDR3 board. That's what we were starting to get into. Oh, yeah. sorry. Jeez. So, uh, I'm not actually clear if you can plug DDR3 or 2 into a higher board. Like, no. you plug older RAM into a higher yeah, board? No, you can't. In fact, DDR3 and DDR4, you can't even get the board into the board. You can't even put the board in because they've moved the notch. Oh, they changed oh, okay. the yeah. physical interface. That's well, smart. Well, 1, 2, and 4 have the same notch, but 3 and 4 do not. So, uh, hmm. yeah. It doesn't matter. None of them work. Uh, you buy the right one for your board. <laughs> yes. Uh, boards dictate which one you get. Uh, DDR4 is currently the highest you can get for your boards that are out, although five should be out this year. I was going to say, there probably is five that someone has or people that spend a million dollars. They have five in graphics cards. You just can't get it for your board. They actually have six in graphics That's cards true. now, and but the end of the at the end of the day, the stuff that you're buying for your home PC is very likely at this point to be four, or maybe if you're buying something really high end, five. Don't buy three at this point. That's the point is that it's it's on its way out. It's over. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, your your motherboard will also tell you how much RAM it can support. Uh, which is I think for four. Most boards is 64 gigabyte? Uh, That's actually based on the DDR technology. So the DDR technology has maximums that it can support. I believe DDR3 went up to 16 gigabytes per stick. And I think 4 might support even higher than that. But it's a question then of whether the motherboard supports the maximum that the technology supports. Correct. Yeah. So 64 sounds like a number that would be probably very normal for if you're filling all slots with max size. Right. 
<sighs> Did we talk about channels yet? Nope. Uh, channels are... God, I don't even know how to start explaining this. So you're bored. <laughs> Some we I did a lot of research on chat. So this I said at the beginning I needed your help. Mm-hmm. Of all the things in a computer, RAM for some reason has the most stuff to pay attention to and a lot of it some of a lot of it is does this make a difference and most of the time the answer is no and sometimes yeah, exactly. the answer is it makes a lot of difference <laughs> yeah so the, there's an before we talk about channels actually a number that's more important than channels i would say is the 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 actual like speed of the ram uh you could get the, it'll basically be like ddr4 dash some number right 20 400, 3200, right. 6500, whatever mm-hmm. the number is. And basically, the higher the number, the faster the RAM. You it's, would think uh, that. You... Also, a... you have to check to make sure your motherboard supports that number right. as yeah. well. That's what I was to say. It's also um, the first part of overclocking RAM as well. But um, there, you sh- people should look this up. DDR4, especially, uh, there are many, many diminishing returns beyond. Uh, the what JJ is describing is the megahertz of the RAM, and yeah. two six 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 is the basically like beginning of the end of lat- like uh, linear gains on speed when you add more and more megahertz. So um, yeah. that's actually beyond where- that. There's you know incremental improvement, but it's not really worth it to buy faster RAM. That's actually where I topped out the RAM that I bought. I bought two six six six. Technically, I could overclock it, I guess, beyond that in terms of megahertz, but I won't. It's not worth the energy and time because then you have to talk about voltage. And I will say that in general, I have never bothered to overclock RAM because the performance gains are minuscule. Not, they're not big. Uh, and generally, you're, that's not the problem in your system anyway. Right. You're getting bound by CPU. Or GPU, depending on what thing you're playing. So yeah. RAM is generally never the problem. Yeah, so don't probably don't need to worry about voltage. Just make sure the voltage is the same that your board says. Uh, yeah, the the memory technology actually even determines the voltage because the older technologies use higher levels of voltage and right. the newer ones lower yep. to save power because uh, it turns out lower voltage, less power, right? That's how the equation works. Yep, yep. Uh, something else you'll see maybe, maybe on your RAM box, since we're still talking about that, would be timings. And this I do not understand at all. So basically the way the DDR technology works is they took a regular uh, RAM, which used to only work on – there's the, the whole thing about SDRAM is there's a master clock, right? It's basically the signal that goes like, hey, everyone, follow the time that I say up, down, up, down, up, down, right? And regular DDR, regular SDRAM goes, when it goes up, we do stuff, and then we wait until it goes up again to do stuff. Well, the people who made the DDR technology are like, what if we do stuff on the up and the down? That's what? double the speed. Ooh. DDR, right? Double <laughs> data rate. Uh, so in order to accomplish that, they had to do some fancy computer trickery stuff basically where they're like preloading certain values and making a lot of guesses about where they think you're going to go and what data you're going to grab and it essentially allows you to double your throughput as a consequence of that they have all these like different ways you can adjust how they prefetch and how they how they time the accesses to the various rows and columns 
Because if you open one of these sticks up, you take the shielding off or whatever, there's basically a bunch of individual discrete chips in there. And the chips are sort of divided, subdivided into like rows and columns of miniature chips inside the chips. And there's all these kinds of arcane and interesting schemes you can use to access them. It's like, oh, well, you can get a little bit faster timing from these if you move this one over here. And instead of doing a 2253, you do a two, four, three, whatever, and, like, you yeah. can access so you some what, stuff faster. Right there, and right stuff. there, that's where I lose it, is when you say whatever. <laughs> and that's... and it it does not matter. It is, if you are looking for the absolute top performance to be the number one guy on the highest benchmark on the internet or whatever, first off, you better have, like, a million dollars and, like, some liquid-cooled nitrogen oh, or something. Dude, <laughs> RAM but, is so expensive. But if you want to do that kind of stuff... It super does not matter, uh, but it is available there for if you really, really want to get down weeds. Uh, but in general, I would say do not bother. <laughs> um, so that's kind of it when you get into the numbers that are on the box for RAM, right? Like the gigabytes of it. Did we talk about the gigabytes of No, we didn't yeah. talk. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, that's how much, how, how big it is. How, I big want the it is. how much stuff it can process, right? Like at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, it's the total amount of data it can hold. Right. Um, coming sticks. <laughs> yep. And the sticks are all different sizes. And oh, okay. So now we got to talk about the channel. Now stuff. we got to Yeah. So I was trying to get. Oh, yeah. I was trying to make sure we finished the RAM box before we got to the motherboard and channels. <sighs> So I think when we talked about mother- motherboards, we very specifically said we would ignore this and talk about this now. So we get to talk about this now. When you set your RAM into a motherboard, there's a specific way that you need to do it in order to get the maximum throughput from the RAM. And a certain amount of cards or or RAM sticks to put in as well for that. Yes. Depending on how many RAM slots you have. And, and all of this goes back to the way, like I talked about how that, the, how they sort of capitalized on this like up and down motion of that clock. It really wants multiples of two. It does not want it to be an odd number just for this weird quirk of the technology. So when you buy these RAMs packages, uh, online, you will typically buy them in sets of two. Yeah. And they do not often sell them in single sticks. It's possible, but it's rare, I feel. Laptops, maybe? Single sticks sometimes? Possibly, yeah. Um, laptops, by the way, use very similar technology to this. Um, I think it has like an L in front of it or an M in front of it. Um, but the underlying technology is the same. Well, a lot of laptops now, this is stuff is soldered on. Yeah, so it's usually not... Laptops generally are not as easily replaceable as uh, your home-built PC would be. Man. This just um, just thinking of the years and years that I ended I would upgrade my laptops with by doing my own RAM. And now you can, yeah. just can't touch the inside of a laptop anymore. You can maybe change the battery yourself if you're really good. You know, a RAM upgrade actually is it used to be one of the cheaper things you could do, uh but now is generally not as easy because the technologies keep evolving. Uh and the you don't get a lot by just adding more RAM. Other than the ability sometimes to keep like more windows open at once, <laughs> which I tend to find is not a good thing to encourage. <laughs> uh, but you know, 
your mileage some, may vary. Some very specific professions get a lot out of RAM. People working in the uh, digital arts or doing uh, special effects like we talked about earlier. Yeah, audiovisual stuff in general. Yeah, They get a lot out of it because uh, they can um, keep more things moving faster. So back to the channels. Uh, you always want to be doing twos. And if you have multiples of – generally, your motherboard will have a multiple of two slots for RAM. So if you have uh, four slots, you want to do two, but it's a specific two. It's the two that are linked together. And typically, most motherboards will color code them for you, which is very helpful. Yeah. Um, so make sure you're putting them in the ones that go together. But also we- put them in the ones that say if you only have two sticks, put them in – you know, the black ones or the silver ones. Cause yeah. there is a, in theory, faster set of channels for when you have less sticks. So if you're planning to do X r- amount of RAM, sometimes if that is that amount of RAM is within. So let's say your board can support 64, but right now I, I don't need more than 32, right? Um, I bought 32. In the theory that because I don't currently need more than that and it allows me to go up to 64 if I want to later because I then could buy two more sticks and get up to 32 again, it would be my RAM will perform slightly faster by having those two sticks instead of four sticks when getting to 32. Does that make sense? Right, buy the least number of sticks to get to the number you want. Even though sometimes it's cheaper, right? Like, so four sticks of eight to get to 32 is cheaper than two sticks of 16. But performance-wise... It could be, yeah. But performance-wise, two sticks of 16 is better than four sticks of eight. And, of course, there's always caveats, but, like, generally, that's the rule of thumb, right? Yeah, so if. If you can do it with two sticks, do that, uh, you know, and it's within your budget or whatever. Um, you know, if you want to just have more, do it in, you know, fit as much as you can in four. That's great. Uh, you will, your four sticks will perform very slightly worse than a person who has the same amount in just two sticks. <laughs> but, but not so much that the average person is going to notice. Yeah, you're probably not going to care. Yeah. What, okay, Michael, have you ever noticed a RAM slowdown in your computer or something? No. JJ? I I don't think so. Yeah. You uh, notice when your computer has, like, not nearly enough RAM and basically no other time. I haven't noticed it in about 10 years. I used to notice it when running Photoshop on laptops. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're running, like, Photoshop a bunch and doing big files with it, then that would be a case where you might go, like, oh, if I had, like... Eight more gigs, this would matter, but yeah, yeah, you know. Um, uh, like, is it time to say what I bought? I think it's time to say what I bought. Yeah, I brought, I bought Crucial Ballistics Sport. I think they're called they're LTs. Kind of doesn't matter what they are. Uh, I bought a thirty-two pack of two sixteens DDR four two six six six. Uh, with 16, 16, 16 on latency. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because 15, 15, 15 was triple the price. Ooh. Yeah. So the, the latency stuff is like the lower the latency, the better, right? Yeah. And the, the gains are hard. 
Uh, and so, yeah, you're going to pay a lot more for the lower latency stuff. Uh, and I finally found it on sale for sub 150, which is what it's going at now. I found it for around uh, 99 for only like a week. So that had been yeah. a sticking point in our build here of a new PC for me for quite a while because I was unwilling to pay $150 for RAM. That's it's almost more than the CPU. Yeah, I don't know when this happened. Um it's very confusing to me, but at some point uh they changed RAM used to be really inexpensive. It was like a cheap and easy upgrade you could do. This is maybe back in like the Crucial built a business on this. Pentium 2, Pentium 3, Pentium 4, you know, like just the early core 2 yeah. Intel days. And RAM was like it was like 50 bucks for like, you know, eight extra gigs or whatever. It was no big deal. And then man, I don't know when they flipped this around and RAM got super expensive. And yep. it is now one of the things that's going to compete with, you know, it was like getting a hard drive was like pulling teeth and RAM was falling from the sky. It is the opposite. Now you can buy 50 hard drives to the price of RAM. Yeah. Space is cheap. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when that happened either, because in theory, a lot of this stuff is now very similar uh, components and technologies. And so if you had a shortage of RAM, you'd probably also run into kind of the same problem with, with solid state drives. No, no. Really? Uh, solid state drives are using flash memory, which is not the same as SDRAM because it has to be able to keep the state when the power is off. Uh, yes, but the the component-wise, like what you use it's to a, make this stuff. It's a different technology. It doesn't... The chips aren't the same. The, like, idea of the circuitry is similar, but it's yeah. not. Like, they're not made by the same plant, which I assume is the... Or Where you they've converted that plant to make way less... DDR RAM and way more flash drives. Uh, I was figuring I was figuring that the the bottleneck might just be resources. I mean and maybe, be, you know, they're they're using it to make more hard drives and not as much DDR RAM could be. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going. Was that it was a theory. Not a, I don't know the answer for why this has happened, but like it seems like it was directly correlated to like, hey, why don't we make these flash drives a lot of them so that they're super cheap all of a sudden after People like us spent hundreds of dollars getting them because we wanted our computers to boot in under four and a half minutes. <laughs> ah, those and, uh, are the days. Go make yourself some popcorn and come back. And- oh, my God. And now you can't buy RAM. Uh, yeah. You know, another part of it might be I have not upgraded the RAM in my current PC since purchasing it originally. And I had intended to along the way. And now I'm in the midst of another PC build and not looking back at that DDR3 to put more in it. Yeah, same. I actually, when I bought this PC uh, and did the build, the motherboard I was reusing from a different PC because it was still had a processor that was good enough, and I was just changing the case and video card and some stuff. So I am also still using DDR3, and maybe I would be singing a different tune <laughs> if I was using the <laughs> faster and lower po- voltage DDR4. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if DDR4 has a good lifespan with ddr5 coming out is there did we talk yeah, about I, what ram actually you guys probably already did that at the top while i was looking for the box like oh i guess we ram didn't does. say that ram ram is random access memory which is basically the holding place for all the data on your computer that is not stored on a hard drive right 
the thing to know about computers is every time you move farther away from the CPU itself, everything gets slower. So there's a little tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of memory on the CPU. That is the absolute fastest memory. It's like within one computer clock cycle access or something like that. Ludicrously fast, but it's tiny. Absolutely teeny tiny. Anytime it's looking for a piece of data that isn't stored there, it has to go out to the next fastest thing, which is going to be your cache, which is also built into the chip. Uh, that's a little bit slower, but yeah, still relatively fast in the scheme of things. Also now, what, in the scheme of things, minuscule, what, 32 megabytes? Yeah, it's yeah. very, very small. Uh, and if it can't find it there, it's going to go out to the RAM. The access times to RAM uh, are denoted by those latency numbers generally, and those are basically eternities in <laughs> in the clock time of your CPU, right? If you think about how what how many megahertz your clock has, uh, flip that number one over that, and that's how much time occurs in between every tick. Uh, and it's basically if you have to wait fifteen, you know, even nanoseconds when your computer is running at five gigahertz or whatever. That's a lot of time to count that long. Um, so it essentially has to wait all that time to get it from the RAM. And if it can't find it in the RAM, it has to go get it from either your solid state drive or your spinning hard disk or wherever it is. And the access times for that is even worse, generally in the millisecond range. Yeah, a lot of people uh, don't know about virtual RAM. Yeah, and so it, it basically the RAM, uh, the CPU in its wisdom, takes all the data it thinks you're going to need and moves it into the fastest location possible uh does all this process of caching stuff out of the uh the slowest drive into the ram which is faster and then out of the ram into the cache and into the cache and onto the cpu and this whole process is all managed by a bunch of other chips and stuff while the cpu is going on doing whatever it's supposed to be doing it's a it's a frankly amazing that any of it works <laughs> and now that everyone's asleep <laughs> it's almost time for football yeah, oh man. It is, that's true. Dude, it is almost time for football. Yeah, I I think I saw someone post that this past weekend, maybe the weekend before, was the last Saturday until February without some kind of football going on. What are we going to do for football season on this podcast now that we're live and discussing it in front of everyone? <laughs> are we going to uh, talk talk football? On it, I, we could do that a little bit, right? Maybe at the end. I like yeah. I liked our ending segment ending of football, segments. just for the for the people who want to stick around for it. All right, yeah. I suspect that I will still play a little bit of fantasy football this year, so I'll have that to talk about if we want. Yeah, I think my my family league is going to get started again. Sweet. All right. Well, if you want to tell us anything we got wrong about RAM, or convince us to talk about more fantasy football. Where you can be? email me directly at podcast at weweregamers.com. So hit that up. I will absolutely listen to your corrections and or emails about how we should talk about more fantasy football. Oh, hey, don't push your RAM really hard into the board. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's got a little clip on there. Gentle, it lets gentle you know. Pressure. Gentle, click. even pressure until you hear a very light click. Yeah, and the little thing on the end will snap back into place and tell you that you're good. Yep. If the if the clips are in place on the RAM, you're done. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Yeah, don't. We were gamers don't. on YouTube. Yeah. You can find the other component classes there. 
since yeah. it's been a while and it might be hard to find them otherwise. Yeah. You can look. Can there's take, a little take playlist. A refresher course. There's a little mm-hmm. playlist. Yeah. Yeah, those are. It's a great resource there. And uh, our Facebook and our Instagram, we're on there also. We were gamers. <laughs>